Hey, welcome back to Action Action. With me as always is James and Dustin. How are you guys this week? Good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. No? no. I can complain about this movie, which I will in a minute, Dustin. Uh-huh. Yeah. But before that, is there anything you guys were up to this week that like you thought people should check out or anything like that? Um, Other than going to see Die Hard in the theater. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did that this yeah, week. We did do that. That um, was great. Speak on, speak on that. Speak on what was that. it like to watch Die Hard in the theater? It was the, the highlight of your time? year, I imagine. <laughs> uh, my lifetime, actually, yeah, up to yeah, now. Okay. I, I've never seen it in the theater, so it's definitely a new experience. Quite enjoyable. I kind of wish the crowd was a little more like into it. Yeah, it's a funny fine line. Like I, I would have liked the crowd to be a little more energetic, but at the same time, you don't want them to be like a bunch of yahoos. At, like, That's true. Ruining it, so I don't know. I mean, if everyone was drinking and having a good time, then maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the only thing that really got cheers was yippee ki motherfucker. Ah, uh, and I was yeah. in the washroom at that part. Oh, you were too. You left, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was, yeah, there was some, you know, everyone laughed at the right parts and everything, but. Yeah. I man. felt like for some reason we were laughing at some parts that nobody else was laughing. Yeah. Was other people laughing at the rosebush part? That's always my favorite. Yeah, that, that's, that's totally our favorite. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that's all of our favorite. Jesus. <laughs> Uh yeah, it was it was great to like actually see it in the theater, and I haven't probably watched it as much as you guys have as many times. I mean, it's probably a dozen times. I've watched it a bajillion times. Yeah, man, it it's such it's so good. Yeah, it's per, like it's pretty much perfect. It's close, as yeah. close as you can get. I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, we'll do an actual full review of it one day, but one day. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, pretty good. It was good. It was a real fun time to get to watch it in the theater. And I do wish. I hope they do it next year. Yeah, if they did it every year. And I think that if we if they do it next year, I think I want to go with a bigger group of people. Yeah. Like see if we can get like fifteen people to go. Do we know fifteen people? No. Yeah. (laughs) No. I don't. Just put put up a Craigslist. Put the word out. Looking for people. We could get fifteen. Go to Die Hard with me. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, thanks. I'll just go by myself. Thanks for the ticket. Well, I watched uh, Blind Spotting. Have you heard of that? Blind Spotting, movie that came out this year. Um, I, I sorry, I forget the guys' names who are in it. They're like kind of fresh on the scene, sort of. These two guys wrote it and star in it. Uh, a really good movie. It's about uh, these this guy living in Oakland. He gets out of jail on parole, and he has like a certain amount of days he has to. Oh yeah, and then isn't like he has, and then his buddy keeps kind of getting him in trouble, you know. He's like on his last day of parole. Yeah, he's like on, on his last day, and he's he, his best friend is this white guy who's like always trying to act like a gangster and stuff. And oh yeah, so um, so he's just like reevaluating his relationship with this guy and all this, and where like how he's going to move forward in his life and stuff. It's weird. It straddles the line between like comedy at times. It's like really funny at times, and then but then it gets like deadly serious at other times. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, so is it kind of like uh, Atlanta? Uh, a little Cause, bit because they that, that they're kind of comedy straddle and drama. Yeah, it doesn't exactly have the same strike the same tone as Atlanta, but it's you could you, I'd say probably if you like Atlanta, you'd like this. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then I also watched Leave No Trace. Uh, oh yes, with Ben Foster. I want to see that. Yeah, really good. Oh, it hits hits pretty hard. <laughs> pretty dramatic uh it's like a he's like a veteran gets back from uh from the war and like 
him and his daughter and his like teenage daughter like they live in the woods and like he's kind of like paranoid and has like you know ptsd and just can't deal with society so like he's just raising her like living in the woods and stuff but then uh they get found and they're sent to like live on this sort of farm together and work for these people um it's just him and like their relationship and his difficulties with dealing with these problems that he has and stuff but so they get found in like they're forced to go somewhere yeah they're like because they're living in like a park right like a national park yeah okay and so then they don't end up separating them but they're like oh you can't like you can't live in the in this park because it's not legal to do this and right um but yeah and so they kind of go on a different a bit of a, a journey but um the girl who plays his daughter does a really great job too like she seems super just natural uh playing the role so hmm. yeah so def- definitely worth watching that's cool yeah i checked out um a new podcast i have a stitcher premium subscription so i can listen to hollywood handbook pro version and uh <laughs> which <laughs> i know Okay. I pay for just that one. I like that show a lot. No one else listens to it like in the world. Um, but uh, actually on Hollywood Handbook, they mentioned in passing another podcast that was a Stitcher premium like um, original. So and it's called um, The Dream. Yeah. And it's all about multi-level marketing. Oh, yeah. And it's a 10 part series that just like goes into a dive into like what multi-level marketing is, how it started, why it's legal. Oh, that's interesting. And it's really, really interesting. That does sound interesting. And how there's like this. I've got family who've been involved in that kind of stuff for years. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's (laughs) fucking on your wife's side. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say nobody in our family has ever. No. It is like how it's really interesting. Like how multi-level marketing is like so deeply tied to the concept of the American dream mm-hmm. and like all the way from since the Puritans were like, no, you, you, um, what's the, what's the other thing? The, uh, manifest destiny, manifest destiny. But the, but the, the thing that was popular in like the seventies was like, uh, or the eighties, it was like the, uh, it was a church thing. It was like fucking, Oh yeah. You, yeah. Uh, prosperity, prosperity gospel. gospel. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you deserve this. Like you are owed this in life. If you work hard enough, you will achieve it and mm-hmm. you will get it. And it's like so tied to religion. And there's a lot of these are like these, uh, like Mary Kay and this like company called 31 are like, they are like faith based yeah. organizations that like tie religion in with, and it's like really fucking crazy. And they, there's a stat that just was out in the last one where the only the only people who's ever done a real deep dive, like uh, economics, like analysis about it, says that over ninety nine percent ninety nine percent of people who go into multi level marketing lose money. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe it. Like almost everyone loses money. They did a didn't they do like a bullshit episode on that way back? Penn and Teller, remember that? Oh yeah, maybe. I think so. it's really it's really interesting. I mean, I'm not saying it's worth necessarily paying for a Stitcher Premium, but it does sound interesting. It's really good. It's like 10 episodes. They've got some other really good stuff on there too. Um, so, but huh. yeah, if you have a Stitcher premium, get on it, get on it. Yeah, it's that called sounds the dream. Um, now this is really sucks. Cause there's another podcast that actually 
did an episode on multi-level marketing and they talked to one of the producers of this show and they, they gave a lot of data on that episode. I wish I could remember. But yeah. anyway, the dream. Check it out. Now check out this trailer for Ballistic X versus Sever. You should have said the dream is dead because now we're talking about oh. Ballistic X Well, anyway, Sever. roll the trailer. We don't have much to go on. Someone's developed a micro device. The perfect assassin. Injectable lies in wait inside its victim. One touch of a button, you can give a head of state a heart attack. Two deadly agents. ID. A former FBI agent named Jeremiah X. Sworn enemies. Seven. Are tracking it down. We have acquisition located. Who will find it? I have a situation and you're my only option. This woman single-handedly took out a heavily armed escort detail. I need you to find her. Of course you do. My daughter wanted to tell him why you look so sad. I told her it was because you just got beat up by a girl. And when the rules change... Positive visual. Take it down. They find that their enemy... is the only one they can trust. Let's finish this. So, what can be said about... Ballistic X versus Sever that hasn't already been said before. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one, eh? This is a good one. This is <laughs> this is one of the more interesting films we've watched. <laughs> not in a not in a positive way. It's a painful experience. It was really rough watching this film. It was a rough. Was it an hour and a half? Yeah, hour and a half, and it felt like about four four and a half hours. Yeah, you conservatively. Felt, you felt every minute. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are talking <laughs> talking shit bad about this. I think it's pretty clear this is the worst movie we've ever watched. Yeah, we can it's not let's just spoil it right there's now. Nothing, this is going straight to the bottom. There's not a, there's nothing fun about this movie. What okay, first of all, let's Dustin, what is this movie about? Good question. <laughs> uh let me see if I can explain this. I like while I was watching it I kept being like, I don't really understand what the fuck is happening. So Jeremiah X, played by Antonio Banderas, he's an FBI agent. There's an explosion in which he thought his wife was killed. But she wasn't But she wasn't. And then this agent that he used to work for comes to him and tells him, hey, your wife's still alive, and I'll tell you where she is if you help me do this thing. And this thing that he needs him to do is to rescue the son of this guy, Gant, who I don't fucking understand what he does or what he is. I thought he was a criminal. He, no, he's like, he's, they say that he's in charge of some sort of shadow government that he's like, they're like agents too, but they're like bad, but there's, I, fuck, this is what, it doesn't make it's any pretty sense. Confusing. Like it is completely incoherent. Yeah. Cause and so like, then he has a son, his son is kidnapped by Lucy Liu, who is Sever. Uh, that's her only name. There's no first name or last name. Why she's like, she, she's like seal. Cause she knows that there's a secret weapon. She steals him because she knows that Gant wants him because he implanted this micro technology, whatever so, the fuck it is. Which this whole storyline with the micro bug that can make you have a heart attack. Right. Um, wasn't in the original script. Oh, yeah. All the 
movie execs, you know, put it in there because they thought it would. Yeah, the producers pump up the, the movie. I, that makes sense because I had I did not understand that at no, all. No, I didn't get that until the very end of the movie. It's introduced. It's only introduced like three there's quarters one, of the way through the movie. Well, there's that one scene where the FBI guy explains it to him, but and, and that's why there's a lot of scenes that don't make any sense. Yeah, and most of them. <laughs> yeah, because they. They were almost done editing everything, and then they started adding in all this. Yeah. Okay. Shit. So I, I need a director. So what you're saying. So X yeah. Banderas <laughs> has to go against Sever Lucy Liu because she's kidnapped this kid, who he later finds out is actually his kid that he had with his wife, who's not dead. Who shoot the whole time she thought he was dead because he was on the other side of the but explosion. But wait a second, is his? So How did they not know that each other were alive? Wait, like, so he's he's like, oh, I guess she's dead. Or, I guess yeah. he's dead. Wait. And they just never saw each other, even though this Gant guy, she remarries Gant, and he thinks it's his kid. And, <laughs> And um, no, Gant knows it's not his kid. Well, it seems he plays it that way at the end. Because he like the whole time isn't he in, supposed to think that it's his? But kid? that's why does he? Why would he inject this virus? Because he doesn't give a shit. He's he's like using his kid to transport as a, the as thing. A mule. Oh, I thought yeah. it was because he knew it wasn't his. Gant is played by Greg Henry, by the way, who I normally like in stuff like Slither, uh, and just what he's always like a good sh- like schmarmy bad guy. He was in Payback with Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, I like Payback. And, but but nobody acting wise does anything good in this movie. Like they are like Antonio Banderas has no emotion at any point. Lucy Liu shows even less emotion if that's possible. I don't in this I, movie. Yeah, I, Ray Park is just a bad actor. Is Ray Park the the to- is Toad? He's Toad from he, X-Men, and he was Darth Maul yeah, in Phantom Darth Menace. Maul. So, yeah. I don't know what it is about that guy, <laughs> but he like he, he he viscerally repulses me. He's not an actor. <laughs> he's just a stuntman. Like, he can do all these martial know, arts like, things, which is cool. It's, it's not even though that he's like... He's not an actor, and he, in this movie, he, he doesn't have any like real martial arts to do yeah. until he fights Lucy Liu at the very end of the movie. So, he's actually trying to act through the whole thing, and he fucking sucks. There's something about he He is terrible. <laughs> His delivery is just really bad, and then and then arguably even worse than him is the woman who plays Antonio Banderas's wife, Talisa Soto. Talisa Soto, and I I don't know if she's good in other things, but uh, maybe she's she good. is awful in this movie. She's in a little movie <laughs> called Mortal Kombat. Okay, and License to Kill. Oh, License to Kill. Spy Hard. The the, the Bond one. Yeah. Anyway, I, I feel she, with no. There's not a there's not a good performance. Yeah, there's no. Uh, it's shot terribly. <laughs> the I, story makes no fucking sense. I think they should have hired you know some directors or producers of what like Monday Night Raw or something <laughs> because all the like fighting scenes you can tell they're not even close. Oh, yeah, like when she's beating up guys like. It doesn't even look like convincing at all. Like at she, all, she's doing these ninja moves. Yeah, that, and that's what um, was shocked me. Like how nothing looks like it's actually like, happening. Like some of the shooting and explosions and stuff are fine, but like, are they? Well, yeah, I don't think those things are shot badly. Like the sh- like the sh- shooting and the no, explosions. The, it's just the, that the, in context, none of the action is exciting because all you don't give a shit about anything no, that's happening. But I think the action scenes actually like when they're actually showing people and not like weapons. Or like bullets hitting. Yeah, something. yeah. When they're fighting, hand when they're hand. actually fighting hand to hand, it just looks so terrible. Yes. It looks like a like a high school. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a, like a high school acting like a, a fighting lesson or something. Yeah, yeah. It does look really bad. I, I think the explosions and 
you know, like when they're that fight scene, where was that in a mall or something or outside on the street? On the outside the plaza, like where the library yeah. is. Yeah, and I mean, like shooting all the machine guns at everybody. Like that scene, and then the end scene where they're blowing up the rail cars. I think the explosions and whatnot are done not bad. Yeah, yeah they're done it's fine. Just, it's not. It's not shot well. It, like it's, not, it's, it's like just, it, it would have been fine, except that it's not in service of anything. No. So like at the end. Okay, rail, random railroad, you know, rail car place. That's not a bad idea to have a, uh, you know, a climax of your action movie take place there. Yeah. So then they do this thing where they plant all these explosives on all these different train cars and they plant guns to use and stuff. Okay, cool. It's like some kind of A-team shit. But then it doesn't serve any purpose. Like when the, all these SWAT guys show up to kill them, they just set off all these explosions, but they don't wait until the guys are like yeah. by the cars and to kill them or anything. It's, like, Whoa. it's just like a whole bunch of explosions for no reason. It's a good thing we weren't over there. Yeah, they just like they look at the explosions and like, oh shit! And it's not even like a like a tactical thing to like lock them into an area or something. Like now they're trapped in here with us, yeah. and it's it's for no reason. It's just that, we just blew up some train cars. That's now true. let's have a shootout. <laughs> and I mean. I don't know. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But even at the end where they meet on that crane, right? And then uh, Antonio Banderas is like looking out and then turns around and she's gone. And then it does like a wide shot of the crane. Where the fuck did she go? <laughs> like she's, she's a fucking ninja, man. Yeah, actually, I know. But actually, like, what is she? You should be seeing her climbing down the crane or something. What is she? Yes, yeah, so they keep saying she works for DIA or DOA or DIA something, some agency that doesn't exist. And right. it's and she wants she's only doing this stuff to get revenge because Gant killed her kid. She had a kid. She had a kid. And she Gant, used to work for Gant. Gant mm-hmm. dropped a bomb on her kid. Yeah, <laughs> right. like fucking literally dropped a bomb on her kid. <laughs> so this is all about That's revenge a- for her. But she then so to get revenge, she kidnaps a child and locks him in a cage. And then she, uh, doesn't she kill like tons of people? Like, oh, tons of people. Like she mows people down. Yeah. She kills cops. And at the end, the guy's like, where's yeah. the killer? And Antonio Banderas like, she's not a killer. She's a mother. <laughs> and that sounds that. like something, uh, <laughs> like a, like a, like uh, a fucking Seagal would say. <laughs> That's like a Seagal line. <laughs> Except, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Vancouver, way that she... Vancouver looks a lot like Vancouver. Yes, it yeah. does. <laughs> this is the most Vancouver movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I guess you could say that because you see the library, you see the like the the streets they drive under where like BC Place and yeah, Rogers Arena and it's stuff. It's so are. Vancouver, um, but it is like a it's almost like a film school movie. And they say we're in Vancouver and all this, which again doesn't make sense because there's because there's supposed to be FBI agents. So why the fuck are they doing all this shit in Vancouver? Uh, well, I mean, if you look at what's happening right now. <laughs> With uh, shut up. <laughs> with 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 uh, with with uh, us arresting the CFO of Huawei, whatever. China is is saying that we are the fifty first state, right? Well, they would, right? Oh yeah, so let's talk about the director. Chaos. Chaos. with the Okay, so when I started watching the movie and said directed by Chaos, I started just laughing. I was like, "This is sweet." How does he spell this it? K A O S. Now, apparently, his name—he's from Thailand, and so his name is like Chaos Anada or something like that. It even has on the IMDb 
under director. It has his name, and then in brackets it says as, as chaos. chaos. Yeah, but he didn't say his full name on the screen. It just said chaos, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be fucking sweet. Yeah, this is two thousand and two. <laughs> yeah. So wait, didn't we do um, Resident Evil? Didn't that come out the same year as this? Doesn't that look like a fucking masterpiece now? After watching, did this? it come out the same year? I think so. Yeah. Uh okay. Yeah, that looks way better than this does. Even that had like better acting, uh, a storyline that made more sense, you know, characters that had some sort of something to them, like anything. Yeah. Although, you know, Resident Evil made $1.2 billion. Global? Yeah. Really? Apparently. Oh, maybe well, they made all oh, you know of the it is? fucking It's things. all of them. Yeah, it's all oh, of them. All of them together. I'm just on the Resident, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this movie apparently only made 30% of its budget back. We have a seventy million dollar seventy mil. How the fuck is this seventy Where, million? Yeah, it only made nineteen point nine million dollars. Also, what's with this title, Ballistic colon X versus Sever? As if we're supposed to know who the fuck X and Sever are. And what's ballistic mean? It's just like a, a thing, a bullet, a bullet term. Like, I get that, but I mean, like in terms of this, yeah, I don't like know. it's not like the raid, <laughs> redemption. Like there's ballistic. Who's being redeemed? <laughs> this is ballistic X versus okay so it sounds like it like, first it makes you think oh this must be based on like a comic book or something um, but as far as I can tell it is not and so then it does the classic like comic book team up thing where it's like okay the two heroes meet they they fight each other and then they resolve their differences and team up to take on the actual bad guys so this is a classic comic book thing except when it happens in a comic book it's something everyone gets excited about because they already know these characters and they want to see Wolverine fight Spider-Man or whatever and then team up with him. No one gives a fuck about X and Sever because we okay. don't know who the fuck they are. They're just yeah. like these so, two blank slate, like nothing, no personality agent people. Okay, I'm looking some stuff up here. So X is a former manhunter for the FBI who's a recluse. Okay, that's not in the script. <laughs> Okay, so he's. A, I, I I thought he was X. Like, yeah. sorry, I thought he was EX. Oh, like he was a former FBI. Yeah, because at the beginning he's quit because his wife is dead and he's miserable and he's drinking okay. at the bar and they come to get him. And okay, so DIA is the Defense Intelligence Agency, who is, according to Google, DIA Director Lieutenant General Robert Ashley. Testified before Senate. So this is a real thing. The DIA is a thing. Yeah. Okay. It's headquarters in... Never heard of it before. The Defense Intelligence Agency is an external intelligence service of the United States federal government specializing in defense and military intelligence. How many fucking armies and war, like, warmongers does this country have? (laughs) This country is fucking built on war. They have the CIA. Oh, wait, wait. That's not enough. Can we have a CIA... For the military? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Put up a building. They've got a lot of fucking shit going on, no doubt. Uh, It's interesting to figure out who has, like, who has jurisdiction over what. Apparently, everybody has jurisdiction over Canada. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Vancouver? Yeah, do whatever you want Yeah, fuck, do whatever you want Blow up, blow up the fucking place. It just seems like a a free-for-all. Well, it seems like, like nobody asked any questions. They just were no. like, yeah, fuck, sounds good. Just make it. And we're just going to have this shootout here in the mall. Why is he? Why is she killing these 
cops. Uh, you know, just because well, she's a p- mama bear. Well, at first you're supposed to think she's bad, right? But like, she is bad. She's a terrorist. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Later, they want you to think that she's good. And she's just getting revenge on Gant, who, again, I don't know what he does. <laughs> He's apparently in charge of some sort of shadow government. Because this Julio Martin, played by Miguel Sandoval, who's like, you know, he's a recognizable character actor. He comes to X and he says... Yeah, he's like, what's he's up? He's like, hey, Gant, you know, blah, blah, blah. These guys are running. A sh-. He's like, but a shadow government is still a government. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. What, who are And so A.J. Ross, played by Ray Park, he works for Gant. And there's just these lines in the movie like Gant says, you're supposed to clean up my messes. Yeah. What messes? What are you doing? What, I, what, what, who are you? He, but he comes across more like a like a business guy. Yeah. Who just it like runs a criminal empire. But apparently like X knows who he is too because later it's like, oh, I should have known. Like, you, you haven't figured this out yet. But like, no, pe- no one has figured this yeah, out. The, pe- the writer didn't figure this out. The people who run all these organizations are like ex-military. Well, not mil- ex-military. They're usually like military like generals and shit. This guy just seems like... Yeah, slimy business. Yeah, he's, he seems like a fucking coked out like Wall Street bro. And what is, what is the purpose that he has stolen this technology for? Just so he to can assassinate? He can assassinate? No, 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 no. He wants to take it out of him he so wants, he can assassinate yeah. like government leaders. I guess. I guess. I guess. I, I guess he had to sneak it in because or sell it to some bidder or something. Because he wasn't supposed to have it or something. Okay, I'm, yeah, he stole it from Germany or something. Oh yeah, the Germans. They have all those, <laughs> those little robots. <laughs> like nothing. No relationships can the actor make sense. It, X later. Okay, we find out his wife is still alive. And this whole, it just, that part is really is mind boggling to me because they both think each other is dead and they've been living for years. The internet exists at this point, right? And somehow don't know that each other are alive. And then when, when Julio comes to get him for this job and he's like, you've known this whole time and you didn't tell me. And he's like, no, I just found out too. Like, what? I'm really bad at my, everybody's really bad at their jobs in this movie. And then they meet at the Vancouver Aquarium. Yeah, and they kiss while the whale swims by in yeah. the background in the, oh, wow. in the window. And that music, that like sort of ambient fucking like, oh God, the, the music. That's another thing. The music Holy in this movie shit. is, it drones on and on. I and wish that we had, could rate music on our scale, and I wish I could give it a negative rating, because it is the worst music ever in a movie, I think. Is there any redeemable, like... I? I Anything redeemable in this movie? There's one shot I like. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. All right. I kind of like the shot where the one cop falls off the building and lands oh, on that yeah. car. Oh, yeah, and it follows him down. The camera and it follows, follows him, him down. down. Yeah, exactly. It follows him down, and then he lands on the car. That is the there's only little, thing. There's a little something to that. At least, uh, that's at least it. A little panache. It's the DIA, right? It also might be the Detroit Institute of Art. <laughs> that's if she works for, for sure. It actually might be that. <laughs> Uh, it would make as much sense. Um, yeah, I noticed that shot. It was it stood out in the movie. Yeah, that's the only thing that stood out. Yeah, there's uh, not much else. Yeah, I mean, I don't even understand. So when Ray Park's guys surround her, sever, and she gets in that big shootout with them outside yeah. the library. Yeah, and she's mowing people down and blowing up cars. Is that the one she leaves and then comes. She back? comes back because and some for some reason Antonio Banderas is like she's she's not done. She's not done yet. I can she tell. Gonna, I can gonna tell come, she's coming. She's back. gonna come back because she needs to get her one like she's mad now. <laughs> yeah, she's mad. Uh. Um, I don't understand like why who are they that they can like do some sort of 
military operation right in the middle of Vancouver. And the cops don't care about that. The cops just care about her blowing them up. I'm, 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 I'm all, I'm a little worked up about him. Sure, just mowing down cops. Like, I'm not, are they cops or are they part of? Gant's no, I think they're squad? just cops. I'm not sure. I'm I, not clear on that. I think they're just cops. They're wearing like blue. There are cop cars there because, but there are also Gantz guys who's like, I want this person in I this know, place, and I, on the radio, he's I, on the radio telling them, "Boxer in, do I, this." I know it's like his group of guys, but then there's like. The supporting team of the of the police. police. Okay, and like I'm, it's like whatever, cops. Yeah, cops. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah, but they but, didn't drop a bomb on her kid. No, but I'm saying like, yes. fuck this bitch. She's just like out there. I don't it's old. You know, some old cop that gets like blasted when Ben. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not his fault. When Banderas catches up to her in the parking garage, and he's talking to her, and he's got his gun aimed at her. And then his kind of partner that works with him a little bit in this movie, um, this this other cop comes running oh, in. Oh, yeah. And she just immediately shoots, shoots him, him in the chest. And, like, he doesn't die because he had, he had bulletproof yeah. vest on. Um, but she would have just fucking straight up yeah, murdered that guy. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But she's, but then she's later, just a mama bear. <laughs> she's just, <laughs> a, a, she's just, just an angry mama. Protecting her cubs. Angry mama bear. Um, <laughs> So then, well, so you're not really so protecting your cops I anymore. Talk, I want to talk about the motorcycle chase scene, though, because it is the most lifeless chase scene I have <laughs> ever seen on film. It's like you can tell they're not going fast. Yeah. Antonio Banderas is like driving. He, he picks up a motorcycle after he gets off that truck that he was on that blows up. Yeah. And he's chasing her through the streets of Vancouver. And there's like some other cop cars chasing her, too. And it's just they're all it's like they're all going like, you know, I don't know. 30 40 kilometers Kilometer, yeah i don't know what miles are. i honestly can't even remember that oh man and it, they, go, just, they go under like where bc plays like yeah where I, costco and shit i remember yeah that's what, and, that's what i was thinking too i was like oh yeah there's the costco she, she could have stopped and had like one of those costco hot dogs yeah. and then got back on the motorcycle and got away still because they're driving and, so slow like his hair is not moving he doesn't have a helmet on and his hair is not moving in the wind because he's just like slowly driving this motorcycle. But that's pretty much everything in this movie. Yeah, everything looks is like slow mo. Everything looks like it's done at half speed from yeah. a regular movie. Yeah, I will. Uh, you said the shot where the guy falls off the roof. Uh, there is a shot here in this chase scene at the end of it, where <laughs> Antonio Banderas drives into a car, and he goes flying off the front of the motorcycle over some other vehicle and then the two cop cars behind him crash and they both kind of like oh flip. i remember that i remember that flip. yeah and i was like oh, eh, okay yeah eh, eh. it's like it's like the, yeah, it's like there was a flat line and there was just like a little yeah like a little, tiny little, little bump that just happened and that's <laughs> that and then he just lands on the fucking asphalt and uh is fine and just gets <laughs> even though like anyone else goes flying off the front of their motorcycle they're fucking dead meat right that that's what i mean like i think the the uh, stunt department was having a good time with that seventy million. Yeah, just doing whatever well, they, they could. At, at least forty of that was yeah. spent on blowing up train cars. Just at the blowing end, right? shit up and flipping cars. I have nothing else to say about this movie. <laughs> John is tapping out. <sighs> Wait, I want to talk about when she kills Gant at the end. First, okay, so first. It's, it's kind of like, like, oh, you're like, what? okay, you're like, see that. you're like, the movie did some standard thing, right? Where they set up two heroes and two villains so that one can take out one and one can take out the other, except that doesn't even happen. They yeah. even fuck that up. She kills AJ Ross, Ray fucking Park. 
She kills him, and then you think, okay, and so X is going to get Gant because Gant stole his wife and his son, and so he'll get the revenge on him. No, he just like kind of steps back and is like, oh, you're fucked now kind of thing. Yeah, why don't you take care of this? And then they don't have any kind of climactic showdown. She just pushes a button on the thing, and he has the fucking microscopic cool graphics, by the way, when the microscopic (laughs) (laughs) syringe inside shoots into his heart and just kills him. Uh so there's like not even any satisfaction from that. They were up against the 90 minutes though. So you see to wrap it up. <laughs> well, they just could have had like a short fight where she beat the living shit out of him because he's not nearly as skilled as for some reason she's like the fucking untouchable ninja. But like they don't even have that. He, he just, she just pushes a button. It's because there's nothing. And he dies. Because there's nothing. Gra- like there's nothing. They're good like, about you know what? Movie. No, we can't do anything <laughs> that'll give them any kind of no satisfaction whatsoever. This Just. is one of the worst films I've ever watched. And so I think that there's uh we, we I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this for it's kind of a diversion, but what makes a good, bad movie versus just a bad, bad movie? Well, and I think that for me, part of what's a, a good, bad movie is there's like a camp level and a camp level usually comes from people trying to do something very passionately that they really believe in and with the best intentions and it just doesn't turn out that well. Yeah, that. Or it could have, you know, it could just have some something really wacky and like unexpected in it. You know, yeah. some movies that are just like kind of bonkers. And then you're like, this is entertaining because it's just so wild and crazy. And a lot of it, and like a lot of it, I mean, The Room is the one that everybody talks about now. Mm. But growing up when we were watching like shitty B movies and stuff like that, like late at TV, it usually was just like really people who are like passionate about something whose passion got that movie made somehow. And it's just, it's really bad. This movie has, is soulless. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no, there's no there's joy. Fun there's no fun. So like, it can't even be a good, bad movie because there's no life behind it. It's just dead. Yeah. Like it's a corpse of a film. I think. <laughs> no, that's, that's accurate. It, and that's why, like, I think that we're going to watch other movies and we have watched other movies like The Exterminator, like Exterminator. Say what you will about that movie. Those guys fucking made a movie and there's some fucking weird shit in there. But there's like things that you're going to remember. Yeah. And you're going to talk about it and be like, oh, man, that was fucked up. Or like that was a weird choice. But like, OK, this is just like like a, like a bunch of like ideas dying. I don't know. Are there ideas? I I still don't know what happened. Like who was doing what for what reason in this? Um, yeah, this I, is more confusing than the first Mission Impossible movie. Oh, way more. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Way more. I just keep thinking of the scenes between Antonio Banderas and Talisa Soto, his wife, and just how bad they are and then just her delivery of the lines oh, i think they it, had a thing ray park's delivery of the lines there's a lot of passion there it's it's just brutal like it's just yeah i mean what is the storyline like i i i don't know and that's the thing i just don't know <laughs> uh the entire time it didn't really make any sense and then i think i don't know if we said this on the podcast or we talked about before how the whole blood poison robot wasn't yeah. part of the main it wasn't part of the story to begin with 
was put in after the filming? It was supposed to be all about family. Everyone is doing, like, their motive for doing all their actions, like everybody, was family. So. Well, but didn't they pull back from Lucy Liu's character being even more bad? Like, then you know, she mows down all these cops. But I was reading something about the director said originally he had her capture the kid and put him in a like glass box on sitting on you know, sitting yeah. on a bunch of C4 yeah. or something. <laughs> like, yeah. So she's going to blow him up if Gant came to get him. So, so this like, makes so her like, seem like even worse than she already seems. Which is fine with me. Then make her go yeah, full Yeah, make her crazy. be a villain, right? Make yeah. her be... Or at least she's a villain because of circumstance. Like, this turned her bad or yeah. whatever. Instead, it's like, no, no, she's not actually bad. She's she's a good guy, too. Well, I mean... How about when she picks them up at, outside the aquarium and the helicopters are coming and the cars are chasing them? And she's like, get in. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... <laughs> oh, yeah, and the really bad uh, per- green screen in the car. Yeah, but there's just no... Yeah, yeah, with the sun setting. Right? Yeah. But there's no... <laughs> There's no emotion given to any line, but I think like, that delivered. that's a, I think that's a choice that I don't know if it was Lucy Liu made. Her choice was this is this was, shit, and I'm not gonna <laughs> put out an effort to this. I okay. I'm wondering if it was a choice of she was supposed to be really evil and have no redeeming qualities. And maybe then they pulled first, back. They pulled back, back on that. So she's supposed to be like this cold blooded killer who's like who <laughs> everything good in her and like feelings and emotions all died with her kid so that's yeah. why she's supposed to be like yeah little, okay i could buy that but they don't they no, should they should say there should be a throwaway line about it or something I, hey look i'm not defending the movie <laughs> yeah, i think yeah. it's no no I get i'm, I'm saying. just saying like th- this is how you could fix it yeah right also by making her like cartoonishly evil would have been much funner yeah and for her to, to of not like maybe even for her to have like seem like she was going to redeem herself and then actually be really really bad and then the final had to showdown had to actually be, be between X and Sever they actually had to end up fighting each other yeah. at the end after she like killed the kid because it yeah. it really seems like it's not ballistic X versus Sever it's ballistic X and Sever do some stuff. Well, they do have like one kind of confrontation on that rooftop. Well, yeah, they fight briefly, and but not really. They don't really want to fight each other. Yeah, well, he just wants to get his wife back. He wants to find out where she is. Yeah, he doesn't even know he has a son at this point. Yeah, but she's just more like, get out of my way. I don't way. know why she doesn't I... want to kill him. She kills everyone else in her way because she knows more than. Yes, yeah, we. It seems like later she to. knows all about it. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, and you've. You found out about your son and stuff. Like she knows that. It's, how does she know that it's his son? No one knows it's his other than the wife. Yeah, but she knows later on. She knows, but only the wife is. She supposed- she figured it out. She's fucking yeah. D- she's DIA man. <laughs> she's DIA. And what does the DIA she's, do again? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the dentist uh, international. <laughs> I want to know, like, what does she do after, like, just killing all those cops? Probably sleep. Nap she goes after. back to her uh, lair, that warehouse lair with the cool elevator. Wasn't it like the... blown up? Oh no, they at were the in end, it at it blows the end. Up, yeah, but uh... <laughs> good stuff. You guys should go out and should watch this fucking thing. Everybody, go out and watch this movie. Um, <laughs> Do not. You can't watch it anywhere. 
legally anywhere, except for the Cineplex Odeon app in Canada. I don't know if oh, it's that where you got it. Yeah, it's not on iTunes or anything, or like no. Voodoo or any of that shit. Nope. Google Play. No, I'm guessing Cineplex. YouTube. Cineplex just paid like a no. You can, I, not I, even YouTube. I didn't find it. I didn't find it. I mean, it might be there. Let me just take a look here. Pirate Bay. It's. It, yeah, Pirate Bay wasn't working. It's just such a waste of fucking time watching this movie. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I don't get to watch like anything, and then I have to <laughs> this watch is what you this. Watch. This is what you. Yeah, it's good times. <laughs> so thank you, Dustin. No problem. Yeah, so I wanted to find something to knock the octagon off the bottom of our list. The octagon's been on the bottom of our list right. for a long time. Because we kind of talk about that and keep going back to like, at least it's not... At least not as bad as the octagon. Yeah, huh? well... Well, this is fucking worse than this, the octagon. This is definitely worse. This makes me want to watch the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, an, an octagon is bad, but it, it did have a few redeeming things in it. Like, I thought the fight scene at the end, the ninja complex, whatever, I thought was kind of cool. I actually think it's, and it's somewhat funny. funny. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny with like the stupid echoing whispers and shit. I don't shit. think that's supposed to be funny. No, though. I know it's not. No, it's and that's not. what makes but, it campy and yeah, like right. It's entertaining despite itself. So this though just has nothing, and so Rotten Tomatoes considers it number one on their like worst movies ever list out of like one hundred top like worst movies. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about this, and apparently, so it's like zero percent on there ratings. Um, but there is one positive review that exists apparently out in the world written by somebody for some like Daily Herald and it was entitled Ballistic X versus Sever A Good Time at the Movies <laughs> A Good Time Now whoever wrote that fucking review they should be stripped of their job and never be allowed to review film again Yeah <laughs> A Good Time at the Movies This person went to the theater they watched this movie and said that was a good time at the movies. I'd be curious <laughs> so to know how, how they rate other movies. How does it have a zero then? This because that wasn't that wasn't a review that was counted on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. It was just some. It was the only one that they could find that was positive. Okay, so I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now, and actually, it's not the worst movie. Well, it used to be. Maybe it's changed. No, there's a bunch that are worse. That are zero percent at least. Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. That was on the list too, but it wasn't Mac number and, one. Mac and Me. Yeah. Mac and Me. Wagons East. Oof. Staying Alive. <laughs> Return to the Blue Lagoon. Jaws the Revenge are all 0%, not ballistic. It's not 0%? I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. They made a list of all their 0% movies, and this, and they picked this as number one being the worst. Yeah, this has 0%. Yeah. An average rating of 2.6. I don't know why it's not on... I don't know. I'm not going with the whole fucking list. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently somebody liked it on Metacritic. Here's a 10 out of 10. Just by like a, a, by a, a person. By a critic? An outst- no, just or- a person. An outstanding display of continuous badassery. Its action sequences <laughs> give it the 10 points on their own. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, fucking movie. Because they're awesome. This movie. How about fucks. when when he, how about when he's on the train car and those three like SWAT guys with all their heavy fucking gear come on to the other end and he has a pump shotgun and he takes three yeah. shots at them. Yeah, and it not only does he her. not only does he not hit them, he doesn't hit anything. There's no spray of bullets on yeah. either side of them that hits the train car like seats. So the Los Angeles mm. Times, there's a review here. Yeah, so the Los Angeles Times on Metacritic, there's a review that's a 60, so a 6 out of 10. And I I can't read the full review, 
But the little like uh, quote from it says, there's no defense for movies like these, but neither do they warrant apology. They're irresistibly watchable like car wrecks. What? It's not irresistibly watchable. By the way, it is not watchable. <laughs> who wants to watch a car wreck? That's gross. I mean, I feel like to get most people to watch this movie, you'd have to do like an like a clockwork orange and like put a contraption on their head to keep their fucking eyes open and staring. This is one from the <laughs> Seattle Post Intelligence. Oh, but that one was written by. Uh, I'm not gonna say the person's name because I'm gonna butcher it. So, but this what about is, uh, what's his face? Armin, Armin White. No, I'm he not, must have liked this. I'm not this. looking it up. Seattle Post Intelligencer uh, Sean Axemaker quote cut down to a frantic 88 minutes. You wonder if all the human moments were trimmed away to get to this abstract, humorless exercise in empty flourish. Five out of ten. <laughs> Sounded like it was going to be a worse score than yeah. that. Yeah, that's a pretty. Uh, Harsh words for a five out of ten. Yeah. Well, he must have liked the flourish a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any flourish at all, except, except for James. <laughs> I do like cop falling off the roof. Yeah. Let's talk about our ratings. Let's talk about our ratings. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. Um, John, you haven't entered your ratings. I ha- oh, I have entered my ratings. They're all zeros. Oh. This movie sucks. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> May it die a thousand deaths. <laughs> Your rating is a zero out of ten. Yeah, um, I end up giving it a zero point eight out of ten. I don't understand how you guys can give it anything. And I give it a zero point six. So that gives it what zero point five out of ten. Zero. So where does that put it on the list? <laughs> like top, it's like third, right? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, I, uh, so this is a lot. Uh, Obviously, the 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 worst movie, the sixtieth movie, it's sixtieth, I think, on the list, is it not? Sixty second, sixty second. Okay, um, this is going to be a hard one yeah. to knock out of that bottom spot. And I've been trying to do this. A recommendation: go and watch anything. Go and watch any. Go watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Go watch. Go watch the Exterminator. Go watch the Exterminator. Go watch a cartoon. Go watch, watch Fern Ghost Gully. Rider. Go watch any movie. Fern Gully. Any movie has more action and is more entertaining Wait, than this movie. What's wrong with Ferngully? <laughs> you mean Avatar? Oh, Avatar. No. Yeah, no. Avatar is way better than this. I've never seen Avatar. It's. It sucks. I have seen Fern it Gully. Sucks shit. It's it, way better. It than sucks. This. It is better than this. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch Avatar. Oh yes, Good. you are. Don't. <laughs> I'm not watching it. If we do it for the podcast, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> uh, you gotta make sacrifices for your art, man. Okay, mo- first of all, that movie's way too long. <laughs> right so off lots the bat. of the movies that we watch. I know. <laughs> I have. Oh man, I don't want to watch Avatar. Oh man, you guys are making me want to pick it so bad. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what are we doing next? Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna do Tobias Fumke's acting coach Carl Weathers <laughs> in Action Jackson. Action, action Jackson. Action Jackson. Action Jackson. Action Jackson. So I think I think how did this get made to this movie recently? Did they? I think so. Hmm. I know a podcast did do it, but I'm I'm pretty stoked on watching it. Mm-hmm. I think it's got uh, love me some Weathers, Carl Weathers. He is a gem. <laughs> so yeah, go go out watch anything. Please don't watch this movie. <laughs> watch anything. Actually, I hope you did watch this movie. I hope everybody watched it. I hope everybody watch Fifty Shades of Grey. What? I'm not telling that. It's probably more interesting. At um, least you can talk to your mom about that. 
At least you might see some titties or something. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> that's the kind of show. You we should are. watch uh, another movie from 2002 called Bad Company. Oh yeah, Chris Rock and Anthony Hopkins. I remember that. It's a Bruckheimer joint, or yeah, yeah, Bruckheimer production, I think. Yeah, that's my record. Joel Schumacher. Oh yeah. Are you just looking up 2002 movie streams? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember that one. Hey, we should make an action movie. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm thinking have like a inter like a, like a like a biracial like leading leading man team. That sounds good. What if we threw an old guy in? That's even better. Who should be in it? Mm, I don't know. How about Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock? Could have been Max von Sydow and Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch this movie. We should watch Bad Company. Walter Matthau and uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> Dave Chappelle and Jack Lemon. Good stuff. All right. Well, you know, Instagram, Facebook, most importantly. Oh, check us out on iTunes. Please uh, like us. Tell somebody else to like us. We have a website, too. We have a website, too, that's usually up to date to a point. And um, I don't know what else we got. It's actionactionpodcast.com. People should check it out. Bye.